welcome to Accelerate Your Wealth, a podcast by Rebecca Robertson, founder and director of Evolution Financial Planning. This series, we're focusing on female financial independence, looking towards a stronger financial future. Be sure to let us know your thoughts on the show, and please do connect with us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram, or head over to www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk. Hey, hey, it's Rebecca here. I hope you're doing well and you're doing good. And I feel really compelled to talk to you about something that I think is really, really important. And I just end up talking the last two days, every day I've had to speak to clients about, about this. So I thought, okay, what a great way to introduce a podcast and make things real. Um, so, And that's why I do the podcast. I want to make sure that I'm sharing my knowledge and sharing this with people as much as possible. Um, those that are in video excuse me I'm still in my horse riding gear I haven't washed my hair since I've rode this morning Um, but it's just one of those days so I'm rolling with it Um, so today's show is going to be called your house your residential home is not an asset now why am I talking about this is because I often come again when I was doing mortgages for many 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 years um, you know I've been in the industry 22 years is you, you see it all the time you see people saving for their deposit um you know they might stay at home for longer to say up save up for their deposit and it's becoming more and more difficult to get on the property ladder um and then you see them get on the property ladder and then you see i see families and friends and clients have children they move house they get a bigger house um, and they put all their effort into buying this house and you know getting it nice and making it lovely and some go to the next degree where they might even get a bigger house. You know, they might move two or three times. And I could have moved. We've moved from a flat to a three-bedroom terrace to a three-slash-four-bedroom semi-detached. Um, and we, we could go bigger. But for us, bigger would be more land, which is doubling, like we call them, 600 grand more. And stamp duty costs don't really see the point because your house is not an asset. Now, let me explain why. So... So many clients I speak to, they get to a certain age. So they've spent 30, 40, 50 years getting the house the way they like it and paying off this massive mortgage um, to then basically have this house they live in and they love. But it's actually only an asset when they die because then it's sold and then their beneficiaries receive the money. But whilst they're living, it's not really an asset for them. All the time they need a roof over their head it's not really an asset that they can enjoy unless you're going to start renting out rooms, which I don't know many 60, 70 year olds that want to start doing that. Um, unless you've got a barn or something you could convert or an outside space or another building that you could rent out. An asset is only something that basically covers its liabilities and its costs and its debts. So whilst you've got a mortgage, it's a massive liability. Um, you've still got then gas, electric, council tax, other upkeep, as well as the upkeep as a general, you know, keep making sure the roof doesn't fall down kind of upkeep on this property. And it's only ever an asset once you sell it. And I talk about this in when I do a lot of talks and explain um, what that is. And as a as a economy, so the world economy um, is based on lending money. Money is created, literally printed at the banks because of we're taught, we've talked about this in other shows about the psychology of buying and spending power. There's a couple of coming out soon. So do subscribe, do come and check it out because there's loads of great shows coming and there's 
previous ones have been amazing but we, we got some um the point being is that we are taught to borrow money we are taught as a society to borrow and basically the first way of doing that might be for a car and the second way of doing that is buying a house now most of us you know we don't want to rent so i totally get that i i did rent for a period of time it does feel like a waste of money i completely understand the emphasis of what it's better to pay on a mortgage and clear the mortgage down and then not have any rent then to pay at any point and then when you're in retirement you've got security or actually when you're renting some people feel that it's not very secure I have one one in about 50 clients that don't mind renting um, and I come on to that in just a second I had one client recently where she was so annoyed like she just got so upset by what happened with the mortgage provider that she never wants to have to deal with one again so that's quite a one-off scenario um, but they're not some people don't feel very secure renting so they want the security and financial planning 101 one of the first things I'm looking at is will this client have financial security when they finish work because one of the biggest outlays is your mortgage or your debts will they have enough income secondary will they have enough income to then pay and have a lifestyle so pay the gas pay the electric put food on the table so we want to build security so I'm not saying that this process this economy that we're taught to buy into is completely bad because I do understand we want to keep a roof over their head but we're the the economy the, the the banks the systems encourage us to borrow more lend more buy bigger houses and in the UK particularly it's all you know it's very much you know the quintessential is that you buy your house and then secondary to that is you then put all your efforts to then clear that mortgage down to reduce the interest rate now which from a liability it's a good thing to do but then a lot of people don't look at it holistically. They're not looking at, okay, well, is their pension going to be enough? What else could you be doing in the meantime? Should you be putting all your eggs into that one basket? Is there other things that you could be doing? So you might clear the mortgage off earlier, but then what else could have been done in the meantime to mean that then you still can't retire, you still got to work because you've basically cleared an asset and it's an asset that's not giving you an income. It, you, 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 you still can't sell it unless you don't want a roof over your head anymore <laughs> so a lot of people have the intention oh it's fine we're going to downsize I don't see many clients one in 15 maybe that actually get to 60 65 70 and want to move out of the family home they've just spent 40 years creating they actually want to keep it and they want space for the grandchildren and they enjoy the space that they've created. There's been one particular client recently where she, she bought the property. It's very much like an eco lodge that's literally in a field in the middle of nowhere. And she does want to move because she now realizes that as an elderly lady, she can't sustainably live there. So there are certain circumstances where people will forgo and make change. Now, those with large estates, with large properties, you know, maybe they're inherited houses. Um, you're in a, in a great position. You might not you might not need to have mortgages on these properties or you might have been given a lump sum so that you don't have such a large mortgage. And the premise is still there, however, is should you be clearing this debt down? Should you be investing? Should you be saving? And I always believe in a balanced approach, not to put all your eggs in one basket. Now, where this thing leads into is a conversation I've had with two clients recently. So one of them I'm going to call Jacqueline. Jacqueline's divorced. She's got 150 grand in the bank and she's renting from a friend, which the house is on the market and it's in the process of being sold. 
So she needs to go and find another home. She's got four teenage children, all of which spend half the week with her and half the week with her ex-partner. She could get a large mortgage and could put a deposit down, but where she lives, it really won't buy a big enough property for that whole unit, that whole family. So actually, she'd be better off looking at different ways to create security with the money that she's got. So we went through several different scenarios, one of which is renting and maybe buying a property to rent out so that she effectively will have a larger property, which would be more larger rent. But then as the children get older and they go to university or they move out, she could effectively then downsize rentally, rent, rent wise, much more easier to do than selling and buying with stamp duty and estate agent fees, etc. Also not having such a large mortgage in the first place, so she could save and invest more in the meantime. The income that she gets from the actual property that's on the property ladder, she could actually invest that money or save it or look at maybe saving it up and then using it to buy another property in the future, if, if that was so be it, if she wanted to do that. And then um, it meant in 10 years time when all the kids have moved out, she could either move into that buy to let property, that, that rented property that she's personally owned, or sell it, but she's at least then still been on the ladder so that if property prices have quadrupled, she's still got her foot on the ladder and then she could sell that asset and buy something that's more like commercially, like more convenient for her that doesn't need to be a four or five bedroom house. It'd be something that more that she could live in. And so we talked more from a strategic perspective away from the normal way of buying a house and moving yourself up the property ladder. And then another client I had today was that they rent in central London. It's a couple. Um, however, she's got a property that she rents out, for, which, which is hers in her own name. And right now, her daughter's about to start school in September. She doesn't want to move. Um, and actually, she likes living where she, where she lives. She loves the hustle and bustle of the busy area in London. So therefore, when it comes to, OK, buying a home, a flat is like seven, eight hundred thousand. They'd have to move out of London, change the, the way that they want to live. Um, but the property that she's got rented out provides a really great income. It subsidizes the larger rent for herself. But she's getting really fed up with having to deal with my boilers broken and the freeholder doing renovations. And it's really becoming a pain for her. And she really likes the idea, however, um, of selling it at some point in the future. And we sort of talked around possibly buying two smaller holdings with the money that she's got so she could sell it for around half a million make around 350,000 that could be two deposits on two other buy to let properties um, use the rental income save it reinvest it um, but she actually doesn't want to get involved with property at all so we said okay well we, we could invest that money I mean it's not as, as from a security perspective it doesn't give you the foot on, on the ladder um, but you could still take an income from that uh, investment if you if you needed to um, or you could allow the money to accumulate and to grow so it depends if she's in income phase or accumulation phase so there's several messages in here is well, if you're looking to move house is to make sure that you're not just going for the next shiny object if you have spare capital how what could you be reducing your mortgage by um, but also, what could you be investing more into so that you can actually capitalize on your financial position? Because your residen residential home 
um, is not an asset unless you have extra land or you have somewhere that you could rent out rooms, for example, or the space to do so. For, for most of us, that would be a nightmare for me. I wouldn't, I, I'd just about to live with the family I've got, let alone more. Um, so the questions are, what, what could you do to increase your asset base? And that not, not, is not necessarily creating more debt with a bigger mortgage and then spending all your time and effort to clear that mortgage down and then still have nothing to show for it. And I mean, nothing only in the sense that you'd have to sell that asset before it's something that you can capitalize on. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. Um, I'd love to hear from you. Do subscribe um, and take real care of yourself. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Accelerate Your Wealth. For further help or to connect with Rebecca directly, please head over to the website www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk where you can find further information on our planner, book and how to further maximise your wealth. For any regulated advice, please do head over to www.evolutionfinancialplanning.co.uk